Welcome back to Quickie Wiki What. I'm Joseph, joined as usual by my partner, Justin. Every episode, we each bring to the table a Wikipedia article we found interesting and attempt to explain our articles to one another. We are streaming this episode live on Twitch. Hello to the chat. But you'll also be able to find the VOD on YouTube afterwards, as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get into it. Hello, Justin. Hey, everybody. We're back from a two-week break. We are. Um, it's Pride. It's Pride. We've been we've been uh, doing some Pride stuff. Um, you ran a five. You ran the Pride five k. I ran a Pride Pride five k. I cheered you on. You did. I got a really nice picture of Justin crossing the finish line. It was you know, great. It was nice. It was in the cemetery. It was in the congressional cemetery. I very much appreciated the. Seating and the shade. There's a shade, and then if you don't feel like finishing, you just go in a plot. They do still have some. They have some available. It's an active cemetery. Yeah. Um, and we went to Pride on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday the festival, and then we p- we're planning on going to. Um, we have tickets to the Washington Nationals Pride night out at the Nats. Pride n- night out tonight at the Nats. is the dog night. No. Yes. Yes. Piggy would hate it. He would hate it. He would hate it. Anyway, um, how are you? (laughs) I say, how are you? Like, I haven't lived with you and slept next to you for two weeks. Yeah. How are you? Well, I'm good. Anything to show news? So, show news. Oh, my goodness. So, we got a couple of... uh, So, the last episode we did before going on break was hot dogs. Now, hot dogs are made and all that good stuff. That that one did that one did pretty well. I think a couple people sent this over. Um, this was on May 30th, right before Memorial Day. Tractor trailer crash sends 15,000 pounds of hot dog filler onto Pennsylvania Highway, and they have a picture of it. And it doesn't look very good. You don't think you'd no. want to go? Yeah. This was tweeted to us. Yeah. By a, a viewer, a listener. Um, I don't remember who because I, I didn't save it. But um, I remember seeing the picture of wet pink slop on the side of the highway. And it was it did not look great. But it would have been a good um, it would have been a good like if we had images to put up in this podcast. Yeah. It would have been a good header for that one. Yeah. But we're 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 fans of the audio. We're not going to discriminate. We're not going to give the viewers any kind of special treats aside from just seeing us and our eye rolls that we do occasionally. Well, I don't know. I don't want to like, see, I would, I love it when people watch this live. That's great. So I have a couple visuals, unnecessary visuals today. Uh, oh, oh my but goodness. I, they will be described to you in great detail in great detail. Um, and you will not be missing out. You can also Google the images as well. Yeah. But um, the yeah. other the other thing is, um, it was a suggestion that is kind of my mom had. Who's watching? She's probably she and maybe well, my I dad saw her too. The, I saw her in the chat. Oh, earlier, okay, good. Well, um, a catchphrase for us. A catchphrase. Yeah, we need to have something. And so, if you know the thing about a catchphrase, it should be funny. And who better to come up with so I one should. than me? <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be um, 
from what's that Lisa Kudrow show? Oh, um, the something, the comeback, comeback. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Wow, that would be good. Yeah. But my I my I was thinking, and it was kind of my mom suggested it a little bit like this, but I changed it. Mine is you say say something that's kind of interesting. <sighs> that's hard. Um I have a I here's something that I never get you to be interested in, so now's my chance, huh? Mm-hmm. I love collecting Tamagotchis. I have a lot of Tamagotchis. Do you want to see my Tamagotchis? That's not a cool. That's just that's not that's a question. These so. are cool Tamagotchis. Quickie wiki what? <laughs> that's that's it. That's what that's you just the title of the show. I know, but you but, oh. but it's like when you say quickie wiki what? Like when something's wild. When something's so, wild, oh, wild and Did wacky. you hear that penguins fuck up to fifty times a day? Quickie wiki what? <laughs> okay, that works better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll leave that to you. And we also, we do technically have access to a soundboard. Oh, there you go. But I, but you're not wearing headphones. I can't so hear I it. never, I don't want to just insert these sounds into your stories without, without me knowing yeah. that, how you're offending me. I want to get specifically, a, I'm being like made fun of and mocked. I, I want to get like a <laughs> fart sound and just do the, hit the fart sound whenever you're. While you're talking okay. or whenever yeah. you pause. No. Yeah. Well, you pause to fart. I have a, I have a, a muffler on my chair. So the real ones aren't <laughs> going to, even if I, even if on I, your chair? yeah, I'm in the, I'm in, uh, we got free Herman Miller air on chairs mm-hmm. from, uh, Justin's work was moving and gave them away to us. I mentioned this in another stream and, um, Allegedly, the one I'm sitting in, the Herman Miller Aeron chair, magnifies your farts. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we got them. Because it goes through the mesh, hits the mechanism, and bounces it around the room. Yeah. Acoustically. But then it You're dissipates it. You're sitting on two it, different pads in that it chair. It dissipates it faster, too, from a smell. And whereas the chair you're in so absorbs it, it. That's right. So yours blasts okay. it and kind of dilutes it really quick. Maybe we should get started. Let's get started. Oh, wait. There's the sound effect. You'll get to hear these when you really oh, okay. listen to it I listen. Yeah, I listen to it afterwards. Okay, so I'm going to go first this week. Uh, and my subject is, as you've, if you've read the title, The Tamagotchi Effect. Justin will be next, and his is... Wonder Woman. And I'll give you a little quick little teaser. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Wonder Woman, this is not like her comic book origin story, but some of kind of the people that came up with Wonder Woman what they were trying to accomplish, what some of their kind of personal history is. And then uh, it's real, it's, it's really interesting. It's back going back to the forties and kind of some women's rights uh, stuff. Uh, Wonder woman is a kind of a big uh, LGBTQ, uh, you know, people, the, we gays uh, love yeah. our, uh, our wonder woman. And so good pride. I thought it would be a good pride topic. Oh, nice. I'm excited to hear. Mm-hmm. But first, I'm excited to talk. Yeah. So, one of my quarantine hobbies has been collecting Tamagotchis. Mm-hmm. Justin knows this. He doesn't quite know the extent of it because sometimes the packages arrive when he's not at home. However, um, I didn't want to straight up do Tamagotchis 
It's been suggested before, but I could talk about Tamagotchis for days. There's dozens of different kinds. There's rare ones. The hunt is always on. It's really fun. Um, But I found this thing called the Tamagotchi effect. There's a Wikipedia page on it. It is called the Tamagotchi effect. I don't know how this Wikipedia article is a little sketchy. We'll get into that. Um, But according to the Wikipedia page, the Tamagotchi effect is basically developing an emotional attachment with machines, robots, or software agents, Mm. things that don't have emotions. So, but first of all, we have to remember, what is a Tamagotchi? Well, that's, I wonder which one of us is best equipped. (laughs) Okay, so it's said to be the first ever virtual pet. I am wearing a Japanese P2 today, Tamagotchi from 9697. You can just look them up. Most people know what a Tamagotchi is. Um, Created by Bandai, released in Japan initially in 96, in the USA in 97. According to Bandai, it's a mix of the words Tamago for egg and Uachi watch. Egg watch. Okay. Uh, You raise it. Depending on how you raise it, you get different characters. There's a lot of iterations. Some of them have their own catch, like you breed your characters uh, together to get different evolutions or you there's different games but for someone who doesn't even know what it is it's this little it's a little screen little screen there's three a- buttons uh you feed it you clean up its poop you keep it alive essentially mm-hmm. did you ever have a tamagotchi or any virtual pet no i that was a little bit past i remember my cousins are um you know 10 plus years younger than me and i remember them having them but I was probably in high school when they were... 97. So I I was nine. Yep. I was at exactly the age they were marketed to mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and it kicked off a really big virtual pets fad. So I had Gigapets. I had Nanopets. There was Dinky Dino, mm. which I didn't have, but I knew someone who did, and I was jealous. Um, Pocket Pikachu was like a pedometer version. Uh, and there's also just tons and tons of undocumented, weird off-brand virtual pets that were released in Japan, in the U.S., in so many countries. And there's a big community of people who like collect all the weird ones as well. Um, and they really resonated with kids. It was kind of your the first ever virtual, um, you know, thing that needed you almost. Yeah. yeah. There were consequences for not raising it. I had... It was this thing called, I didn't have one, but I kind of wanted one. It was called My Buddy. And it was just this, it was this kind of kid that was like, it was like a doll that was. Oh, yeah. And it, but it was like your friend and it was marketed as being wherever I go, he goes, my buddy, my buddy. There's the copyright strike. And, but it was just kind of like. Are you a are you a like a low are you really lonely? Then they would be like, you should get this doll will be your friend and play with you and do whatever. Did it talk? Did it have batteries? No, it didn't talk. Oh, okay. It was just So we'll get into that. Yeah. Because that's similar. Um, there's like a similar situation with non-electrical things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Tamagotchis came the controversy. The controversy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, kids took them to, sh- to school. 
Oh, yeah. And I remember this very well. Uh, the first two generations of Tamagotchi, the P1 and the P2, they did not have a pause function. You could technically pause the the clock, but a lot of people didn't for whatever reason. Uh, kids didn't want them to die. They'd leave them with their parents while they were at school or they would get taken away in school. And basically, tons of Tamagotchis were dying from neglect, not being played with, not being fed. Um, now, according to Bandai, and this is a little bit true. We'll get into the we'll get into this. Um it doesn't technically die. It goes back to its home planet. So there's Tamagotchi lore. They technically come to our planet to be taken care of. Depending on the release of the Tamagotchi, it's got different lore associated with it. It's deep, Justin. Yeah. Well, so, you were telling me that's the U.S. version, right? The U.S. version P1 turns into an angel and is among the stars. The smiling angel. So it's an angel and going back to its home planet. The P2... It, it takes it a step further. It doesn't show an angel. It just shows a UFO among the stars. Mm -hmm. It's left. It's gone. Now, I, this past week, so while we were off, I was racing my Japanese P2. And um, I was trying to do some skillful neglect because to get a certain character that I wanted. And um, I guess I took it too far. They're very touch. The, the earlier ones are a little bit touchy. And I was sitting on the couch and it beeps for so long. And it's like very shocking. The screen turns black. There's incredibly loud beeping. And in the Japanese version, which I was running, tombstone and ghost. Wow. Death. So these kids, the kid the kids in Japan were seeing the death. That is straight up death. That is grim. I mean, I guess, but it's on a screen. I it was a little jarring because I just wasn't really expecting mine to die. Well, wouldn't you say it was a coin? It was kind of like this help, help, see, and but there's nothing you can do at that point. It's kind no, of like you can't push the buttons, you, you can't just, make it go away. Yeah, you have to watch it die. Uh, um, so I did find because of something you did. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's consequences, yeah, or didn't do, yeah. So I found a New York Times archived article from 97 that discussed the alleged devastation children were experiencing when their Tamagotchis expired. Mm -hmm. um, I also found an old website from the late 90s, I believe, it looks like, where people could submit obituaries for their Tamagotchis. Wow, like a pet cemetery for Tamagotchis? Yes, you list their death, their age, you write a little something about them, and they would update it in like a table format. It was like an old angel fire or, or tripod. Do you remember oh, tripod? Yeah. Well, I remember, um, um, gosh, I'm Prodigy. That was what I, I oh, remember. Oh, I don't remember. Prodigy. I remember um, Homestead, uh -oh. I think was a Yahoo. I don't remember. Um, but kids are raising this thing from an egg. They're pouring their time into it and then essentially grieving a week or two later when it dies. Because yeah. they don't live past like 30 days. If you take super good care of it. That's interesting because like, you know, like think about how often Mario dies, you know, like it's expected, but, but you don't raise Mario. I guess. Yeah. You're okay. not there when he's you're born. You're not there to you're say. You're not in charge of feeding him. Yeah. Cleaning his ass. And some like a Kumba usually kills. Usually eh, maybe he jumps. So he's trying to jump over. But it's not like Mario. Well, like the Sims, you know. Well, and he starts back exactly how he was. Yeah. It's not like he dies and it has to be raised again. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a time sink. 
Mm. Um, now, on to the actual page about the Tamagotchi effect. There is a stub at the beginning of this page. And honestly, the sources on the Tamagotchi effect Wikipedia page, I did not find great. It even says this article is written like a personal reflection, personal essay, or argumentative essay that states a Wikipedia editor's personal feelings or presents an original mm. argument about a topic. And it honestly is. It's kind of written like a personal essay. Um, it's full of unsighted claims. And some of the sources I found to be books from before 1996, which is when Tamagotchis came out. So it, they were writing about like early computers and oh, stuff like okay. that. Okay. Um, and I'm actually, I'm not even sure how common the phrase Tamagotchi effect actually is among researchers of this phenomena. Like I couldn't, I found several websites that talked about the Tamagotchi effect, but no like research kind of things. So we're, but we're going to get into it. Um, the whole effect isn't about whether or not the item is actually intelligent, but what it evokes in us essentially. So when you care for something and it does well, people, people can perceive that object as intelligent. So you raise something, it responds to how you raise it, you perceive intelligence, essentially. So this is unsighted on the wiki, but I think I found the source. Apparently research was done with this on Furbies. Remember mm, Furby? Oh, yes. We have a few in this Piggy house. remembers. We have a few. Um, Furby came out in 1998, so after Tamagotchi. Uh if you don't know what a Furby is, it's like a stuffed animal that talks, blinks, you can tickle it, you can pet it, it talks back to you. It's in its own language, though, it's, isn't it? Yes, but it does speak English as well. Okay. Uh, so children said that Furbies were kind of alive because of their emotional attachment to it. Uh, they apparently answer, quote, the children apparently answered, quote, not in terms of what the Furby can do, but how they feel about the Furby and how the Furby might feel about them. So I found a source online similar to this um, in Sherry Turkle's 2011 book, which is called Alone Together, Why We Expect More from Technology and Less from Each Other. I believe it was written, yeah, 2011, 2012. And she says, as I have said, my story of this moment is not so much about advances in technology, impressive though these have been. Rather, I call attention to our strong response to the relatively little that sociable robots offer, fueled, it would seem, by our fond hope that they will offer more. With each new robot, there is a ramp up in our expectations. I find us vulnerable, a vulnerability, I believe, not without risk. Mm. So Dr. Turkle discusses uh, the Furby instruction manual as an example. In it, it claims that Furbies are learning more English the more you talk to them. Okay. Um, which Furbies don't have hearing or language learning ability. It's in the programming. Yeah. The longer it's on, the more English it's going to say. Um, and then it says, quote, but until age eight, children are convinced by the illusion and believe they are teaching their Furbies to speak. The Furbies are alive enough to need them. Mm. Um, and then it talks about how these things are not passive, like dolls or stuffed animals. They make demands. Uh, they present as having their own needs and inner lives. They teach us the rituals of love that will make them thrive. 
Um, for decades, computers have asked us to think with them. These days, computers and robots deemed sociable, effective, and relational ask us to feel for and with them. Wow. Well, does it say anything about someone that, say, like, dissects their Furby? <laughs> there may or may not be a video of me on YouTube spending two hours taking a Furby apart. Um. Uh, yeah, I used to, you know, I used to have a, I used to have a Furby that I did like humor videos about Yeah, pretended it was my daughter and I would like leave it in the car with the windows rolled up <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but that was as an adult, which yeah. is perfectly normal. Yeah. Um, so this brings a new category of relationship as not alive, but sort of alive. Or alive, but in a different way. Where you hope it, you kind of part of you hopes it is, or as far as children go, yeah, they yeah. think it's kind of alive. Yeah. Um. Now I found that it was claimed that Tamagotchi helped set off this view of uh, artificial beings that are viewed as friends, but there have been many before it. Uh, so baby dolls that make human sounds. Do you know Ibo, the dog? Oh, the, yeah, That's where the, they give it to like older people or, or that. I mean, I anyone know. can buy an yeah. Ibo. It's, uh, I think Sony, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there are, um, Buddhist funeral ceremonies for Ibo. Mm. Like you can go to a temple and have like a funeral for your Ibo because they stopped making the parts for them. So the older ones are dying. Mm. Um, chatbots, computers. I saw someone who was attached to their car key fobs based but, on the sound that they okay, make, had okay. an emotional attachment, uh, and cell phones. Um, do you have any attachments to any social robots? Uh, Google but, Home. Well, Google Home, I guess. Yeah, I kind of talk to it. We kind of joke, joke around with it. Google Home will tell you a joke. And, and I'll tell it a joke. What does Google think about that? I think it likes my jokes. <laughs> so how would you, um, you would describe your Google as kind of alive? You know, I, I definitely don't think it's no. alive, but there is some, there is something interesting about like saying please and just the politeness and, uh, kind of the extra, you know, and I think courtesy, yeah, being, being kind of courteous and much like the, you know, I, I kind of get someone having a funeral for their robot dog or something like that. Yeah, because, if it's been with you for years. And because even real funerals aren't for the people that are dead, you know, right. it's for the people that are alive and to help you, the living people, process that transition. And so I think in a way that the, you know, saying please and thank you to Google Home is kind of a... You know it's not, but it's kind of like, okay, I need to keep myself polite. I'm a polite person, so even a robot I'm going to be polite to. So it's you're saying it's more for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds selfish. And very, very <laughs> selfish. Um. So what are the consequences of the Tamagotchi effect? The murders? Wikipedia murders? Yeah. Digital. Digital oh, murders. Oh, well. Uh, the Wikipedia page really doesn't delve too much into this. It lists some advantages and disadvantages. Advantages being, quote, sense of security and self-confidence. 
People who have trouble being social or communicating may find companionship in these devices. Disadvantages over reliance on these things for emotional needs. Um, oh, the movie Her. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, falls in love with his with the operating system. Yep. Um. One of the other disadvantages says trouble distinguishing fantasy from reality. I don't really buy that one because that argument to me sounds like video games make you violent, which there's proof it doesn't. Um, but then also companies, companies know about this, corporations, and they use it to exploit emotional ties between you and their products mm -hmm. so that you'll stay their customer forever. Yeah. So... There it is. That that is um my the main, Tamagotchi effect. That's the Tamagotchi effect. Uh my main takeaway was the Wikipedia page on this needs an overhaul with some source updates. Um and if you're interested, do some Googling because I found really good information elsewhere. I do plan on reading that book Alone Together by Sherry Turkle. It looked really interesting. Um and I think she also did a TED talk. Oh, about it well, there too. you go. Uh, she's a professor, has a PhD in sociology and personality psychology from Harvard. And she's got other books focusing on human technology relationships. But Quickie Wiki has been a, is a diving board for you to jump off into learning more. That's right. We're here to get you interested. Get you interested. It's Quickie Wiki what, not Longy Wongy what. It sure ain't. <laughs> It sure ain't. That will be the follow-up podcast. I think it's, it's like, I am not totally sure I ever really had that sort of attachment to my Tamagotchis. I don't know why. I viewed them more as like a challenge. Like, I, I, because I remember I had the Tamagotchi, the main one I remember was the Angel Gotchi, the Tamagotchi Angel. And I remember it did die while I was at the orthodontist. And I don't know. I, I never felt, I don't remember being super affected by it. Um, because it's kind of like a game. It's kind of like a um, try to get your favorite character. Yeah. You know. but, but, and I was thinking like Tamagotchis aren't the first things that kids have had emotional attachments to you oh, know no. yeah blankets but there are differences there the blanket doesn't ask anything of you but i think that the i think that the that the you know if you lose it the kid freaks out you know it's that's it right it's there to take they are kind of taking care of something they have an attachment to it they feel responsible or i think it's different when the thing actually presents itself as alive whether or not it is obviously it's not in technology but when you continue adding like in order to continue playing with this you have to keep it alive like um in i read part of like chapter two of dr turkle's book and she mentions like going to a school with a lot of uh, younger kids, giving them all Furbies and 
turning on a tape recorder and just recording what they say about it, you know, and they talk about them as if they are living like a dog or creatures. Yeah. yeah. Like they are. Oh, mine needs this. Like, oh, mine needs some shade. Mm. Mine needs to be fed right now. Mine needs this. Oh, it's alive. It loves me. Mm. You know, it's like it. The blanket isn't going to say I love you. The Furby actually does say I love you. Yeah. It is programmed to. But but here's my. So I'll tell a story about my personal experience. Okay. I was probably like, I don't know, six years old or something like that. And we just had the kitchen renovated. And my mom came in. I was sitting on the on the kitchen floor and crying. And she's like, Justin, what's wrong? And I said, I missed the old linoleum because we replaced it. I had an emotional attachment to the linoleum. Wiggy, wiggy, what? <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> That's sad. Sad for you. Sad for you, first of all. Um, sad for you, but I don't think you can compare. I think there's, there's a very distinguishable, like I used to, I used to leave my stuffed animals in pairs when we left the house. So they'd have someone yeah. to sit next to. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I think there is a very, there is a very strong difference between a stuffed animal that doesn't do anything back and something like a Tamagotchi or a Furby that is communicating with you back. You think it's maybe more nefarious for the Tamagotchi? I don't think it's nefarious. Mm. I mean, I think someone needs to sit the kid down and explain to him. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent and I never will be and I'm glad. But I think that, you know, those are lessons a kid's got to learn somehow, I guess. I don't know. Your goldfish dies. Your Tamagotchi dies. I think you should. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if there is. We're not it's trying just, to figure one yeah. out. It's just an, It's just something that is. Yeah. Even Piggy. It's not scarring the kids. Those kids are all my age now. And well, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty fucked up. But everyone's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Tamagotchi effect. The Tamagotchi effect. Well, Piggy, Piggy has his and banana man. Alive. Do you know that? But Piggy has his banana man. He has his all of his toys that he freaks out. It is interesting. I do yeah. genuinely think Piggy thinks his stuffed animals are alive. He wants when we make them talk. He has his he has we have to tuck in Banana Man into the bed every night. And otherwise Piggy will go get it and bring the stuffed yes. animal in. Piggy has a stuffed banana. We have to physically tuck into our bed every <laughs> evening, or else he will get up before bedtime out of the bed and go find it and bring it for us to tuck in. Bring it into the bed. Banana man. Um, It's his boyfriend. Not into our bed. Not into like up by where we sleep, but at the foot of the bed. At the foot Banana of the bed. Banana man has to be kind of within eyesight. He's got to be tucked in. Yeah. Oh, piggy. All right. Well. He's a sweetie. He sure is. Well, I'm excited to learn about the wonders of Wonder Woman. The wonders origin. of Wonder. Well, we were talking about it a little bit, but um, I don't know. Did you, were you like a comic book? I was a manga. 
okay. kid. So I read, a, which is Japanese comics. But no, I was never a superhero. I watched the superhero cartoons. X-Men, yeah. the animated series. Batman, the animated series. But I didn't read the comic books. Yeah. We had um, my version of, you know, the X-Men and Batman was there's a show called Super Friends. And that was kind of the Justice League, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder mm. Woman. They all w- worked at the Hall of Justice and like fought Lex Luthor, the Joker and all that stuff, you know, and, and Wonder Woman was one of the, like the big three. It was kind of like Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman were kind of the three top dogs of the of. um, And so I'd always kind of like known known wonder woman i was always like a batman i and i definitely liked robin robin was probably my favorite uh superhero growing up in the campy movies and all of it because he because robin was just like i don't know robin was like the cool sidekick batman great shorts sure we know you like twinks you got me i know (laughs) (laughs) i know i know but you know, um, I have a Robin. Well, I did have a Robin outfit. Me too. I used it to. Um, I used the leg of it to stretch over my body to be Peter Pan. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Continue. Um, but so anyway, so but Wonder Woman, interestingly, has really gone through a lot of. Uh, you know, Batman. I think his origin story is kind of tweaked a little bit. Superman has always been like from, uh, you know, Krypton wonder woman's story has been reinvented pretty significantly, like four or five times over the past, um, you know, over the, over the, the years. And it's had some interesting, uh, you know, like she lost all her powers at some point. Mm. And and it was kind of at like a not great like time in women's rights, and so they so so they're, her her like gaining and losing power and and things like that, and her place in the DC Comics universe um, sometimes tracks some some history things. I'm not going to really talk about that, and I don't. I am not an expert on that, and I didn't even read. I just something that I thought was really interesting based yeah. off of like the the Wikipedia article. That's like Barbie. Barbie was, she started facing forward during like women's lib. Like she used to, the original Barbie looks off to the side. Oh. She was like looking forward. I know what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. I think that's around the time. I heard Trixie Mattel say it. She's my source Uh, for Barbie information. Yeah. Well, so Wonder Woman, so Wonder Woman got started in 1941. That's what, well, that's when she first appeared in a comic book. She had been, she had been um, kind of, they've talked about her and stuff like that before that. Um, but, but around 1941, what the sitch was for women in the media in general and, and uh, comics and TV and, and everything they're always kind of the damsel in distress. The woman needs rescued. The woman needs is tied up on the Even train today, tracks and I needs mean, a man to come. But back then, that's all it right, was. Right, right, Um, And so there was this this guy, um, William Moulton Marston. He is credited with 
um, being the, he's definitely like the writer, the, the writer and the editor and the final, uh, person that liked writing about comic books, but his wife was a big, um, also helped. And then they were in an interesting, they were in like a polyamorous relationship and their, the other woman that lived with them was also played a big role and kind of like the inspiration for the character of Wonder Woman. Um, and I will mention that there is a there is a book called The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore, and that came out in around 2015. Um, I remember hearing about that at the time, and it has a lot of what I do, like similar to the what you were talking about. This is just barely scratching the surface. That book, I guess, gets into like a lot of his writings, more of their personal lives, and there's a lot of um a lot of just, you know, feminist and women's rights topics that really come up uh during that during that. So who are the I'll call them the three kind of I'll say my opinion is kind of the three kind of co creators or at least responsible for the inspiration for Wonder Woman. Okay. So William Moulton Marston, um, he was a psychologist and he famously invented the polygraph and he, and he was kind of like dealt with, uh, or he played a role in inventing the polygraph. Like, so the lie detector test, right? So one of yeah one Lasso. of wonder wonder woman's powers or her magical items that she uses is the lasso of truth oh they could if you're listening to this on spotify i did a really cool lasso move i thought you were holding an actual lasso it was oh those are is that the soundboard or are you using your mouth to make those i'll get a lasso sound effect for next week Whoa. Yeah, that's my lasso sound effect. Sounded like static. Yeah. Um, but so then, um, like I said, he was married to Elizabeth Holloway Marston. She was also a psychologist in in her own right. And um I it sound you know, at the very least, she like helped him and co-created and co-invented the polygraph and helped him in that work. Um, I believe she had kind of her own um, you know, life and, and separate practice and, and things as a, um, as a psychologist. But then also the Olive Byrne, who was the lady that lived with them. And this is in the forties. So that was, that was pretty scandalous. And I don't think it was well known at the time. I don't think they were kind of open about it. But Olive was kind of the physical inspiration for Wonder Woman. And mm. also, I guess she wore bracelets that were similar to Wonder Woman. She's the first woman to wear bracelets. But the but how he drew Wonder Woman was he used Olive's okay. bracelets for the the inspiration for Wonder. And then she just kind of resembled uh Wonder Woman. But so so William um and this was definitely like Elizabeth his wife is whispering a lot of these ideas in his ear and supporting him. But he, in in general, sounds like a pretty, um, a pretty like, you know, feminist woman, positive, uh, you know, force. Because he was like, okay, that's kind of dumb. Women, 
women get a bad rap in the media and it's kind of boring and and disrespectful and inaccurate to be portraying them just as like damsels in distress, you know. And so he well, a quote from him is frankly Wonder Woman is psychological propaganda for the two for the new type of woman who I believe should rule the world. So that's like a pretty that's a pretty nice yeah, it sounds like he's coming from the right place, at least. Sure. So, um, and, but there's also, so, so some of like Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, strength and powers, um, he'd really highlighted, you know, she's kind of like, you know, like Superman, uh, she has superhuman strength and speed and things like that, but also tried to, um, you know, her wisdom and her intelligence is, and emotional intelligence in particular was supposed to be one of her, like, biggest assets, you know? Oh, interesting. The only Wonder Woman, it's, I never really knew much about Wonder Woman because I, so there was the, the old show with, who was that? With Linda Carter. Linda Carter. And then... Superman, I don't remember if there was a Superman series when I was little, but it was Batman. It was Batman everything. We had lots of Batman. Um, but we didn't really have Wonder Woman and Superman. So my first Wonder Woman stuff was like the DC Wonder Woman movies. Mm. The second of which was just kind of awful. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. I I thought it was. I hate that they keep bringing what's his dead face back. Uh, <laughs> I'm over that. You die, you die. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, I I liked the first one a lot. Well, and even the second one, I think. Um, I'll do just like a quick spoiler alert, but she does defeat. You know, she gets in a position where she's kind of like, uh, you know, helpless and. She, you know, part, this is kind of like part of her superpower. She doesn't like kick his face to beat him. She talks oh, to him. Right. And like gets him to be a a human being and to think of, you know, and to, to be like violence as a last kind of resort. Yeah. Or that there's other ways to solve problems that that is that is the heroic pinnacle of the movie isn't some fight it is that speech and mm -hmm. that that's kind of like the embodiment of what makes wonder woman wonder Woman, or at least that you know that's kind of the concept that that william and elizabeth and and olive were were going for strong in different ways right not just physical so i was yeah i wouldn't call batman strong emotionally i well there were some <laughs> So there's interesting. I like, wouldn't call him an emotional strength. Well, but they're they're also. Um, you know, I didn't a, say the latest one. The there's there's um, you know, a lot of talk of of um, gay who comic book characters that are gay or embody certain gay attributes. And one thing about about Wonder Woman is. Not necessarily, well, she is in some canonically bisexual at least, or she has, um, uh, you know, different from a gender perspective in the sense like she is from 
the Amazon, right? And she has, there are no, so, and it's all women. Right. So there are no gender roles. So she's, so there's, there isn't like a, a male or a female, you know, stereotypes that you have to follow. The women just do everything. And that's kind of, uh, I think, a realistic, I don't know. That's, I think that's a, that's an interesting part of the, her yeah. story. Yeah. I think that what's, what makes her appealing to a lot of LGBTQ plus people as well. Yeah. Just like the breaking down of the gender roles. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of in that same, uh, I, and I didn't really follow up on this, but that same article or one of the, one of those same, uh, you know, essays was talking about how Batman, cause you mentioned Batman. He kind of embodies a lot of like homo. The, the people think he's gay. Some people think Batman, even, even though, yeah, but kind of in a negative. That's straight nonsense. Kind of in a negative is way. what he's no, <laughs> gay in a negative. You can't be gay in a negative way. Well, he's not like out and proud. He's like a repressed, oh, rep- like a repressed, like, and that he has like oh, two personalities. And, like he has um, uh, what uh. What's it called when you're homophobic to yourself? You know. Uh, well, just self-loathing. Self-loathing, self-homophobia. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, nah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't claim that negative energy. Well, but that, <laughs> that's what they say on TikTok. I don't claim that negative energy. But that Batman is kind of like his who he really is, and then Bruce Wayne is his kind of. Disguise in a lot of, and that's he dates women. He wants to project this thing to the world. Oh, internalized homophobia. Thank internalized you, homophobia. Thank you, but, Chad. Okay, we're not chat, about, my chat knows. <laughs> we're not talking about Batman on Wonder Woman's. Uh, uh, so unless it's to drag him. Okay, yeah, we're not. But so I am. Um, I was kind of inspired by reading this, and when and on Amazon. You can go by, um, you know, there's different eras of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they have like the golden um, for like, it's like $9. You can buy like, it's like 20 or 30 issues. From oh, the, cool. From the four, the original, very, very early. Get them on your Kindle. You can get them on your Kindle. Just get them on, uh, there's other places to buy them too. We're not, we're not sponsored by uh, Amazon, but um, yet. But, you know, you can go read some of them. I mean, Twitch is owned by Amazon. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So with your free Audible download, but this wouldn't be that great for Audible. So um, have you read a lot of Wonder Woman? Well, no, not um, and and not comic book wise. Really, in the DC universe, all I ever did was Batman. And then I was really into X-Men for a while over in Marvel. So those were kind of like my two, my two comic books. As a kid, I don't think I knew the difference. I don't think that I knew what was coming from DC and what was coming from Marvel. I was just kind of like, I like X-Men. I like Batman. Mm. I like, so it's weird to me when there's a, um, I understand rivalries, rivalries. They're always going to be there. Xbox versus PlayStation versus obviously PC master race. Um, PC superiority um, versus DC and Marvel, etc. But uh, yeah, 
I'll have to read more on Wonder Woman. I think that there, there's a lot of things about... Okay, so you said she was created in the combination of these three people, but created mostly by the guy? Mostly by the guy, yeah, because he. it sounded like he was... It's not like was silencing the other two, but they just weren't interested in writing a comic they book necessarily. They weren't comic books. Yeah. There's lots... I mean, there's different sides of everything. Like, there's... Some people see the fact that she wears heels as empowering, and some people see it as, oh, that's impractical. Why has she got to wear heels, you know, to fight crime? And same with her her outfit. Some people say that's impractical. That's, And some people say that's liberating. So it's always interesting to... And I don't... I mean, I personally don't know if there's any consensus. I do know that, you know, looking at a lot of uh, women superheroes that are created by men, it does seem that there are, um, you know, unnecessary, like when the new, when the Power Rangers movie came out, the new one, the, um, the women had boob plates, Mm. which are not, it, it, in a, in a real world fighting situation, a, the boob plate is not going to do anything. It was It's there for aesthetic reasons, essentially. And they had heels built into their suits as well. And it's kind of like, uh, what what's going on here? Why is this happening? So, but yeah, it's interesting to look at it in the context of at that time as well. In the yeah. 40s. Well, and, and so, and seeing these, like Wonder Woman is definitely, like today, you know, like, I saw an interesting if they drew Batman like they drew Wonder Woman and like him like looking back over his shoulder and like having a giant ass and and just kind of, you know, these Which, weird um, Nightwing recently got, I believe. Nightwings oh, yeah. had some uh looking over the shoulder showing that ass mm-hmm. moments. But no, I know what you mean. A lot I mean I notice in video games that I play, yeah, like the camera will be centered lower if I'm playing as a woman on a third person camera so that the butt is the center of the screen rather than the shoulder or the middle of the back, yeah. which is supposed to be the center of the screen. So it's, um, but, no, it's, but yeah. I think there's also like, there's the quote about, uh, I think it's Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire where they say, you know, Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, only backwards and in heels. And there's kind of like a woman can do everything a man can do and doesn't have to compromise how she wants to dress, how she wants to look. Right. That kind of thing. I, I think it comes down to it comes down to I mean, these are fictional characters. Is Wonder Woman Wonder Woman can't wear heels because she wants to, because she's not real. She's wearing heels based on the, um, based on who she's made to be. Does that fit her character? Does that not fit her character? Would she, you know what I mean? It's about creating someone believable and whole Mm -hmm. that is doing that for that reason. Other than a male creator wanted to see a woman with big boobs and heels. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I'm not saying anything like that about Wonder Woman because I don't really know. Yeah. You know, that was that time. And well, this reading those comics from the 40s was very interesting. And I think this is I believe it's kind of like the first description of Wonder Woman. Kind of like the first because she didn't have her own comic right away. She was like featured in something else. So this is like how they introduce her. Oh, okay. I think. So at last, in a world torn by the hatreds and wars of men, appears a woman to whom the problems and feats of men are mere child's play. A woman whose identity is known to none, but whose sensational feats are outstanding in a fast-moving world. With a hundred times the agility and strength of our best male athletes and strongest wrestlers, she appears as th- as throw as though from nowhere to avenge an injustice or right a wrong. As lovely as Aphrodite, as wise as Athena, with the speed of Mercury and with the strength of Hercules, she is known only as Wonder Woman. And the interesting. And then it's it's also cool. So like talking about the heels, like they they do show she's like running eighty miles an hour, and they don't make a point of it, but she's obviously wearing high heels. But but I think in a kind of a I think in kind of an empowering she's not she's not looking sexy. She's just she's just wearing heels and able to like and this is after like sh- she's like beats up a bunch of gangsters. But when she appears on the scene, they're like, ah, don't worry. It's just a dame. You know, that's Mm. what they're saying in the 40s. But then she just, you know, easily handles them and blocks her, blocks their bullets with her uh, handcuffs and stuff like her bracelets. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely interested. I also heard, I'd read about these and that um, while there isn't, you know your your point about kind of the the sexualization to some to some degree i've heard that there's a lot of like bondage and that that was maybe in, what? in wonder woman cuz she gets you know, the lassos oh, and oh well and yes. she gets tied up and stuff like I that mean, and so it's, it's yeah a lot of it is interesting to explore in the realm of intentions. Mm-hmm. Who's writing it? What are they writing it for? What are they writing to see? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that can be viewed both ways. Yeah. Depending. But it, I feel like it all really goes back to who's writing it, what their intent is, what the character's intent is, stuff like that. But I give, I give the... You know the the Wonder Woman. It's not overtly. Uh, I think it, I think it was a a good sentiment, even by today's standards. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm totally glad she was created. And um, yeah, I'm she's I'm badass. really interested. Yeah, I'm really interested to kind of read uh, the rest of that very early, the Golden Age, the Golden Age. And there's like three volumes. You, you buy them? I got the first volume of the mm. first like you know, so it was like eight dollars. So sure. I'll read that on my iPad. I know, I'm sick of that guy coming back in the movies. Are there, is there a third one? He better not come back to life. That was so weird because she... Okay, spoilers for the second Wonder Woman movie. She So she her whole thing is like, you know, she didn't want people to die. But obviously the ghost of her dead boyfriend is inhabiting some guy who used to be in that body. Where's he at? 
Yeah. He's if if Chris Pine stays in that body, then that person's dead. Checkmate, Wonder Woman. Why is she dating Captain Kirk? <laughs> Checkmate, Wonder Woman. Dragging out. I'm dragging out Chris Pine. Is that Chris Pine? Yeah. That's Chris Pine. Okay. Do you think Wonder Woman beat from the chat? Do you think Wonder Woman beats Wordle in one or two guesses? I think one or two guesses is luck. She beats it in three. I think she is against. I don't think she has time for Wordle. <laughs> I think she's above it. And she doesn't understand computers. Well, she does in the second movie. Yeah. In the first movie, she's very like, what is a car? Or, mm. you know that. She's a fast learner. Yeah. 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 She's like working down at the Smithsonian by the second yeah. one. Yeah. It's like, pop off. That's right down the road. Go see her. Mm-hmm. Well, good jumping off point for learning more about Wonder Woman. If you said anything wrong, God help you. The DC comic fanatics will be at you. Yeah. <laughs> we're quickie wiki what we're not quickie wiki uh longy wongy we're not no, longy wong <laughs> i was gonna say we're not quickie wiki accurate oh uh, yeah um quickie wiki what yeah uh, exactly we're asking what yeah well great articles it's fun being back yeah thank you for teaching me about the origins of wonder woman well and i'm i know the tamagotchi effect now too and now you can appreciate my Tamagotchi collection, and I will show them all to you, and you will listen. I'm worried that I'm going to get emotionally <laughs> attached to them, so I'm going to keep my distance. Well, this was a hoot. Um, hoot. You have any last words? Any final thoughts? Last words is too daunting. Yeah, that's a little. That's that's. I my, used to I'm not. Sam what that. do you think I am? A Tamagotchi? One of your Tamagotchis that you're going to kill? I don't know. I got to mm. clean up your poop and feed you <laughs> as well. That was in the marriage vows. Yeah. Um, final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> well, happy pride and happy we'll pride. Uh, as usual, all this information came from the wikis, but there is tons more info out there about these topics. Go check them out. And thank you for listening to Quickie Wiki. What? It's great to be back. We're mm-hmm. going to start doing this again Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time zone. Also on Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, once again, you can check out the VOD of this episode on YouTube as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. We will be streaming next week's episode live again here on twitch.tv slash halfmoonjoe. So we'll see you then with more wiki articles to discuss. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Bye.